0: everyone, and welcome to Las Musas podcast. My name is Mia Garcia, and I'm the author of The Resolutions. Today I'm joined by L'Oreal Ryan and Nonica Ramos, and on this inaugural episode of Radio Musas, we'll be reading an excerpt from L'Oreal's debut, Into the Tall Tall Grass, followed by a quick Q&A. Let's start off with meeting our Musas today. L'Oreal, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your book?
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome. My name is L'Oreal Ryan, and I'm the author of Into the Tall, Tall Grass, an upper middle grade novel about a girl who embarks on a magical journey through the desert to save her grandmother's life. It has girls in STEM, a magical family trait, LGBTQ characters, first crushes, grandparent relationships, a sister rivalry, and a naughty little dog.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. Noni, can you introduce yourself and your book?
2: Hi, I'm Nonica, the author of Your Mama, My Debut Picture Book, which is currently out now, and now the excerpt from Into the Tall Tall Grass by L'Oreal Ryan, published by McElderry Books, an imprint of Simon & Schuster Children's Publishing Division, read by Mia Garcia, L'Oreal Ryan, and me. Chapter One. Yolanda crept to the bedroom door, cracking it just so and peering inside. Her abuela, Huela, was lying in bed with a yellow sarape tucked beneath her arms, her chest barely rising. Three orange and black butterflies nestled into her long white curls, their wings opening and closing ever so slightly as the morning sun flickered through the tree branches outside the window. It was exactly the same sight it had been for the past two weeks. Yolanda sighed in disappointment and pushed open the door, letting it groan loudly on its hinges, hoping the sound would cause Wella to stir.
1: Wake up, Wella. Please wake
2: up. But Wella didn't move. Was this all her fault? She sighed and walked over to the nightstand, twisting the vase of scarlet milkweed blossoms toward the light. Two butterflies sipped nectar from the wilting flowers. She brought the vase to Wella's fingertips in hopes that her touch would liven the blossoms, but they remained wilted and she made a mental note to switch them out before she left for school. The way the light danced across the serape and the fine lines surrounding Wella's closed pale lips made Yolanda's heart sink even lower. She'd seen this before less than a year ago, dying. It was too soon. She couldn't go through this again. Wella had fallen into the sleep two weeks ago and as many things were with Wella, it was a mystery. The doctor said there was no reason she wouldn't wake. Everything appeared normal on all the tests. Yolanda replayed her argument with her abuela over and over again, desperately hoping it wasn't all her fault. The sad look in Wella's eyes and the way she'd held out her arms for Yolanda haunted her. Why did Yolanda have to get so angry? Why couldn't she let it go? But when she thought of everything that was lost, she felt sick to her stomach. Yolanda walked over to Wella's bookcase and ran her fingers along the textbook bindings. Organic chemistry, cellular biology, human anatomy, fundamental entomology, botany. They were a mix of Wella and Wello's textbooks. Wella had never gotten around to cleaning Wello's books out after he died. Next to the books, there was a sapphire urn atop a black metal box with a tiny lock. Yolanda averted her eyes as the lump sat heavy in her throat. She couldn't even look at it without forcing back tears. Even though it had been nearly a year, she still couldn't bring herself to linger on her abuelo's urn. She moved to Wella's vanity and dug around in her wooden jewelry box until she found her favorite pair of earrings, silver double helixes Wella had picked up at a science conference a few years ago. Wella certainly wouldn't mind her barring them for the big day. Yolanda looped them in her ears and shook her head in the mirror. Perfect. They glimmered against her wild chocolate curls and matched her DNA is life t-shirt. Her fingers brushed the cool stone of the bolo tie at her throat She closed her eyes, the earrings for Wella, the tie for Wello. A silver picture frame was lying face down on the vanity. She picked it up and turned it over, her fingers lingering on the cool metal.
1: Why was it face down? Had it fallen over?
2: It was a faded black and white photograph of three children in front of an enormous pecan tree, two girls and a boy. The girls stood in front of the tree, their arms outstretched, holding a handful of pecans in each palm. The boy was hanging upside down from the lower branches making a silly face. She set the frame upright on the vanity, walked over to the side of the bed and knelt. As the butterflies opened their delicate wings and Wella's hair, Yolanda's tears began to fall for when she was alone was the only time she let her true feelings out.
1: I'm so sorry, Wella. Just tell me how to fix this. How do I fix this?
2: Yolanda buried her face in the clean sorape, which smelled faintly like green apples. It's not your fault, Mija. Her head snapped up at Wella's voice. It couldn't be, could it? Wella? Wella's eyes were closed and her chest gently rose with each sleeping breath. She didn't appear to be awake at all. I'm so sorry, Violeta. Lo siento, mi hermana. Violeta. Yolanda sucked in her breath and her heart leapt. Wella was waking up. Yolanda leaned in, brushing a stray curl from Wella's forehead, desperately searching her face for any sign of consciousness.
1: Wella, it's me, Yolanda, Sunietta, your granddaughter. I'm right here.
2: She placed a hand on Wella's wrinkled brown arm to calm her. For a moment, the butterflies and Wella's long white curls stopped pumping their wings, pausing midair and showing off their lacy patterns. And Wella opened her eyes.
0: Chapter Two (gasps) Wella! The bedroom door burst open, and Yosemite and Rosalind Franklin, their two French bulldogs, chased each other around the bed, barking and nipping at each other, their nails scraping against the wooden floor. Drops of drops of sweat rose on the back of Yolanda's neck as she jumped to her feet.
2: What are you doing in here?
0: Sonia, her sister, leaned against the doorframe and took a large bite of a cold tamale. You scared me. Yolanda glanced at Wella, hoping that she was still awake, but her eyes were closed again. Her heart sank. She could swear Wella had just woken up. Did you see that?
2: What? Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing. She must have imagined it. Rosalind Franklin, her little black dog with flipped up ears popped out from underneath the bed with one of Vuela's brown leather chanclas in her mouth.
2: You better get that. She'll chew them up like she did to my brand new hiking boots.
0: Yosemite, Sonia's dog, pranced over to Sonia and rubbed her head against Sonia's leg.
2: Oh, right,
1: because there was no way it was your dog.
0: Yolanda rolled her eyes and gone down on all fours, though she knew in her heart Rosalind Franklin was definitely the guilty party. She pulled on Rosalind Franklin's collar, but her head slipped right out of it. It was purple, embroidered with her name and linked with double helixes like DNA. Muela had made it when they first got the dogs. Yosemite's was embroidered with pine trees and her name. Yolanda stooped down again and tried to wiggle the shoe out of Rosalind Franklin's mouth. Give it up, girl. Her dog growled playfully and then wiggled her little black butt until she crashed into the bed, startling herself and letting the chancla go.
1: Girl, you are such a... Menace? No, she's a delight, a breath of fresh air. She gets me.
0: Yolanda snatched the other chancla off the floor and slapped both of them on the vanity.
1: More than anyone else around here.
0: She walked over to her sister.
1: Aren't the tamales dry? not with ketchup
0: sonia wiped a smudge of red from her lip and onto her shorts
1: gross i can't believe you eat tamales with ketchup
2: willow ate them like that
0: yolanda fake gagged and tried to push past sonia but instinctively ducked when she spotted the three bees flying around sonia's auburn braids Ugh, the bees she couldn't escape them they were always there making her miserable
2: Mrs. Patel is here. She said she needs to talk to us.
0: Yolanda stared at the bees. Can you move them? Sonia straightened herself and walked toward the kitchen, her bees trailing behind. The bees came on their 12th birthday, a month after Abuelo died. It started with one, but by the end of the day, when Sonia was surrounded by bees darting in and out of her braids, Wela had declared that Sonia's gift was definitely bees. Las abejas, she had said, hugging Sonia, her eyes shining with a mix of pride and sadness, just like my great-grandmother, mi bisabuela. Yolanda waited the rest of the day, the following weeks, and then months for her gift to come, but it never did. Into the tall,
2: tall grass out in bookstores and in your local libraries. L'Oreal, can you tell us what inspired this story? Sure, Uh,
1: so this idea started with an image uh, from one of my earliest childhood memories. Um, It's the image of a girl standing in front of an expanse of tall grass that towers over her head. Uh, One summer when I was a kid, we left town uh, for the whole summer and no one mowed our backyard while we were gone. Uh, So when we got home and we opened the blinds to the sliding glass door, the grass had grown as tall as our house. Uh, I had asked my mom recently, did it really grow that tall? Or do I just remember that because I was little at the time? And she said, no, no, it was as tall as the house. (laughs) Um, And so I had started with that image in my mind. And then I just started asking myself questions about where would the girl go? Why would she go through the grass? What is she looking for? And the story just kind of took off from there.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about the structure of the book and how you decided to alternate the POVs with the grandmother?
1: So initially, the story was Yolanda's story. Um, But as I continued writing, Wella sort of butt herself in and started to talk. Uh, And so I let them kind of organically go back and forth. And I started to realize that the story was not just Yolanda's story, but an intergenerational one. Um, However, having a 90 plus year old grandmother um, as the point of view character in a middle grade novel isn't a super common thing to have, Uh, but I just went with it. And when I finished, I realized that much like the DNA elements that sh- kind of structure the backbone of the magical trait in the story, Yolanda and Wella's stories intertwine, you know, much like a double helix would.
0: That's awesome, and I love it. Um, can I ask you a surprise question? Sure. Um, now that we've read, because you said you haven't read this in a little bit, right? Yeah. It came out twenty um, twenty. Yes, April twenty twenty. Um, cause I remember reading it from an arc. Um, is there anything that surprised you when you were reading your first chapter aloud and a little bit of that second chapter?
1: Yeah, I think I just, um, it was, I haven't read it in a really long time. And so reading it, I was like, wow, I really wrote this. <laughs> like it almost feels like I, I definitely remember it, but like how I kind of piece it all together and how it all sounds together and the questions that are raised in the first chapter kind of still surprised me after, you know, I worked on a, a lot. Uh, so that was a little surprising to kind of reread it again and kind of fun.
0: Do you, are you, are you proud of yourself? Cause you wrote a lovely.
1: Yes. Yes. I am proud of myself. Um, and actually I think this maybe was a good thing for me to keep working on some other stuff. It kind of reminds me of the first draft of something doesn't always look like the final draft. And so it gives you that, um, maybe that little boost to keep keep revising and keep going.
0: Speaking of revising, what's up next for you?
1: Um, So the paperback actually for this uh, Into the Tall Tall Grass is coming out uh, April 6th of 2021, this year. Um, So I'm excited for that. Um, And also I'm just continuing to write and work on different projects. This year has been challenging for me. I have children that live at my house 24-7 and I'm also a nurse. So finding downtime, downtime, like finding any time to be creative and sort of even just daydream has been quite challenging, Uh, but I'm continuing to kind of push through and keep working on things Um, and slowly my new projects are coming together.
2: I'm thinking of your success in the past, speaking to your success in the future. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. That's, that's what we need to, to how to frame this, because this is your art, and it was absolutely gorgeous to be have the privilege to read it. And so for Thank all you. those out there who have been listening and want to continue to discover your art, where can we find you online?
1: So I am on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at the handle at L'Oreal Ryan, at L-O-R-I-E-L-R-Y-O-N. Uh, And my website is lorealryan.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, L'Oreal, for being our first person to volunteer to let Noni and me um, live our acting dreams um, (laughs) that, you know, never took off. And for me specifically, should never have taken off. So, you know,
1: (laughs) thank you for having me. I think you guys did a wonderful
0: job. Thank you. Thank you. And if you um, are listening and uh, loved what you heard, please go out and request Loria's book from the library, get it from your, your favorite bookstore and just continue to support these amazing authors doing wonderful work. Um, If you'd like to learn more about Las Musas or our books, please visit our website at lasmusasbooks.com or find us on social media at las musas books and be sure to check out our bookshop page where each purchase of one of our books goes towards supporting independent bookstores if you enjoyed this episode please like review and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also sign up for las musas newsletters to have podcast updates as well as other musa news such as release dates teasers spotlights and more delivered straight to your inbox